throughout most of the Thursdays of the fall semester, I will be preaching from the life of Abram and Sarah, a series of homilies I've titled, Blessed to be a Blessing. We begin in Genesis 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and the one who curses you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot, and all the possessions they had gathered and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran. And they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they had come to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Morah. That time the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country on east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on by stages toward the Negeb. The word of the Lord. Gracious God, once again, we placed our lives in front of your open word, asking that you will use it to transform us closer into the image of the word made flesh, in whose name we pray. Amen. The story begins in Haran. Abram and Sarai, as they were known then, had settled there because their father, Terai, wanted to move the family from Ur the Chaldees to Canaan. But for some reason, Terai stopped everyone at Haran, and the text says he settled there. Then Terai died, and Abraham now became the patriarch of the family. We don't know much about their lives in Haran, except that they were clearly comfortable. The next text tells us, I mean, excuse me, the next chapter tells us that Abram was very rich. When he later shows up in Egypt, his caravan is so big and dramatic that it even gets the attention of Pharaoh. So Abram and Sarai are doing just fine in Haran. But then one day, the Lord spoke to Abram. We don't know how that happened. Did it come through a dream, through the words of one of the ancient priests nearby? Was it an audible voice that just somehow pierced through the busyness? The Lord said, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you may be a blessing. Isn't this the blessing that we all want? You may not be particularly interested in becoming a great nation or having your name made great. Maybe you could even 
get enough humility to let that one go. But you wouldn't be here if you weren't interested in a calling. You want to hear that God has something in mind for your life. And, and you, you want it to make a difference. You want at your funeral for people to say you took what you were given, blessed with, and you used it to be a blessing. That's the legacy you want. Well, notice how this blessing, this calling begins. It begins with the call to leave. Go. Go from your country, your kindred, your father's house. Leave. Leave Haran. Leave the place of familiarity and comfort. Leave. And go where? To a place I'll show you. <laughs> this is not the deal we want. We would like for the Lord to show us exactly where this calling is going to lead, and then we'll decide if we're going to respond. Since this is a call to a journey of faith, it does not work that way. And that's a grace. Because if you knew where your calling is going to lead, <laughs> it would terrify you. <laughs> the grace unfolds as the calling unfolds along the way. There will be enough courage enough imagination, and enough healing for the inevitable wounds when you need them. But the grace won't come before you need it. Go, leave. Can you imagine how this conversation must have gone at the Haran Country Club? <laughs> so Abram, I, I, I hear you're leaving, why? Because you have a call from God. Mm -hmm. and, and where are you going? The Lord will show you. Right. I imagine this is very similar to the conversation many of you had with your parents <laughs> before coming to seminary. The Lord will show According to the Bible, throughout the Bible, people are often being asked to leave, and to enter a journey of faith in order to find hope, in order for that faith to be developed, in order to become a blessing. In the opening pages of the Bible, we're told that you have to leave in order to cleave to a new relationship. And the high drama of the Hebrew people, it's a story of people in a movement. It begins with them in a movement towards the promised land, not a straightforward movement towards this land, a long, long, meandering journey on a hard road to get there. And when they finally get into the promised land, what is the first thing they do? But they walk in circles around Jericho, as if that's not a metaphor. Then they're either moving away from the land, then returning to the land. The only time they ever get in serious trouble is when they have settled down.
Abraham didn't leave a settled life in Haran in order to have a settled life in Canaan. There is no settling. There is a constant invitation to stay behind the sojourner God who keeps us on the move, even if you're not physically moving. Hopefully you are on a journey with your faith. Hopefully you're on a journey into a wider understanding of the kingdom of God. There's a constant need to grow, to move, not to, not to settle. And notice in the New Testament, when Jesus calls his disciples, what's the first word he always uses? Leave. Leave your fishing nets. Leave your father and mother. Leave your tax booth. Leave, leave what you're clinging to. Leave your sin. Leave your guilt. Leave your fear and your self-righteousness. Leave it behind and follow. Why did they do that? They, they, they have no idea where they're headed. They have no idea what the cost is going to be. They really don't even know this man who has called them. But he has awakened something holy in them. And they're not going to settle anymore. So whether it's Abram or with the apostles or the people in between, they've all discovered the high adventure of a life that is fully alive when you choose no longer to settle, to follow. And along the way, as they followed, they became much less interested in where their lives were headed and much more focused on being a blessing along the way. That's the call. You were blessed to be a blessing. When Abram and Sarai get to Canaan, they don't fight the Canaanites, they don't drive them out, they don't even try to convert them. But they do bless them by Abram setting up an altar. That's what he does. And all the years that followed their departure from Haran, they've had good times and bad times. They've had good choices and some really bad choices. But Aram just keeps setting up altars throughout the whole journey. He, he's an altar builder. He keeps setting up altars so he can place the good and the bad on it and sacrifice them both in order to get back to his true calling, his true vocation, to be a blessing along the way, on the journey. I think Protestants need altars also. Maybe the thing you need to put on your altar are your stunning achievements, or your brilliant mind, or your many degrees, or your amazing gifts. Or maybe what you need to place on the altar is your shame and your guilt and your anxiety about where all of this is headed. Throughout the journey, like Abram, you'll find you never can stop building altars. Each day will give you another opportunity. 
place it all there. Give it all back to God. So that now your heart and your hands are free to be a blessing. Because that is at the heart of your calling. Whatever your job, whatever your series of relationships, wherever God takes you, be clear that at the heart of your calling is that you are blessed in order to be a blessing. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.